welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I want to talk to you today about setting your goals for a new month. I know we're already like a week into the month, a week into December, but I wanted to record this because I was asked to record this and I thought it was a great topic. And this will help you check in with your monthly plan for December and your goals for December, as well as for moving forward. I hope that this gives you a really great routine that you can use every month to come. Maybe you'll save this, come back to it. I think it'll serve you for years to come for all of your monthly planning for your business. So here's how I plan my month. The first thing I do is I tune into what I desire to make this month. This should be kind of like the simplest part, but I know it's kind of why I'm like about to giggle a little bit because I know and I see people overcomplicate this part so much. It's like, well, what do I, how do I know what I want? How do I know if it's too small? How do I know if it's too big? What do you want? You know, and I find that if you're in a space where you're really overcomplicating your um, monthly income goal, it's, you know, you're, you're in this in-between phase usually where it's like maybe things aren't super stabilized yet for you or in this phase of business, things aren't super stabilized. And then yet at the same time, you're really wanting to grow. And so it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And there's so many reasons why your goal's too small and then your goal's too big. And if you're in that position, one of the best things I was taught, which was by um, Melanie Ann Lair, and I'm not gonna explain it exactly how she explains it because A, I don't use it exactly how she explains it. And B, I would probably explain it wrong. But essentially one thing that she taught me was setting um, three different types of goals. And so I'm not going to use the word she uses. I'm not going to explain this, how she explains it, but essentially I think that this is genius because it allows you to set a goal. Um, the three types of goals for me, um, which may or may not be exactly what, how she explains this, but essentially set a goal for the income that you kind of know you're going to make. Like you don't know now because you haven't made it yet, but you kind of know you're going to make it because you always make it. It's like your minimum. So that might be like, you know, maybe you've been doing um, 5K months for a long time. Okay, make the minimum goal 5K. And then what's this other goal that you know is possible because you've done it before, but you're not, you haven't done it in a while or, or whatever, right? So maybe you've done a 10K month, but you've only done it once or twice and you go back down to 5K. Okay, the middle goal could be 10K. 
It's something you've done before, so you know it's possible. And then the biggest goal is the big goal. It's like the goal you haven't done before. You don't know if it's possible, but if you let yourself go for exactly what you wanted, this would be the goal. Okay. So you can set different goals. Now, I don't, I use this for a long time because it really helped me, but now I don't really do it that way. I just feel into what is the number that I'd like to make at a minimum. I have been in maintenance mode for a while in my business, which I think is fine sometimes. And then um, sometimes it just clicks and I'm ready for a lot more. And I set a really big goal. But even when I set a really big goal, I am always celebrating every step of the way. So I celebrate the first sale of the month. I celebrate every payment. I celebrate every new sale. I celebrate getting to 10K and 20K and 30K. I mean, I celebrate 10K harder and more and bigger now that I make six-figure months than when I used to make 10K months, like when 10K months used to be like the big deal. I didn't celebrate them nearly as, as big as I do now. Every time I cross a tier, which I call 10K, 20K, 30K, 40K tiers, I celebrate. And by celebrate, I mean I acknowledge it. I'm proud of myself. I actually take in what that really means. To make $10,000, $20,000, another th- another 10 to 30,000 is a big deal. I think about what went into that. How many people paid me? How many people put their trust in me? Like how many people prioritize this work? Like I I, t- I take it as a big deal. So no, I'm not going out and buying myself gifts or popping champagne or whatever every time I cross a new tier or even h- hardly every every month do I do a big cele- a physical celebration, but I always take it in and I take it in with pride and I take it in with gratitude and I take it in for what it really means. So set your goal. Don't overthink it. Step two, I look at my client rosters, okay? So um, a lot of you know that I do high ticket sales, but I also do low ticket sales. A lot of people laugh when I say that because they're like, Taylor, your course is $1,800. It is not low ticket. It's low ticket for me. And it is, I do think that Courses are about $1,000 to $2,000 on average. And I think for someone who has been teaching what she's been teaching for five, six plus years in the online space and has used it to build a million dollars, soon to be multi-million dollar business, I think $1,800 to learn from me is incredible, especially because you get lifetime access and you get updates and I drop bonus content in there. Like it's, yeah, it's low ticket. (laughs) It's an incredible opportunity to work with a million dollar mentor for $1,800. Anyway, so I do both. So the first thing I do is I look at my client roster. So this month, for example, when I'm recording this, um, so this would actually be where I'm at for November, not December, so don't take it too seriously. Um, By in December, I may have different things available and in January. But this month, when I look at my client roster, my private coaching is full awesome. I will not be signing any private clients unless, and here's what I could go look at. When's the next spot open? Now I probably won't do this for December because baby's coming. And I don't know, not that I couldn't, I could, if I wanted, I could book a client for January or whatever, but I don't know if I really feel like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me, but you can, you can book a client um, to start later and you can book them now and they can pay now. That's always an option. But let's say I take three private clients at a time. So let's say I only had two clients. Then I would know that up high on my priority list is signing a private client because I have the room available and that's a big payment. 
which will either be a big pay in full or it will be reoccurring income. And then I look at my inner circle roster. So for the inner circle, we take 12 women at a time. Now, this is a big month for us as I'm recording this because I know that we have two spots open now and we have two spots opening. So this month, really, I could enroll four women in the inner circle, which is great because that's exciting. I get to meet four new women and bring them into this program where we work really, really closely together. And that's good for my income, right? So I know that like, I'm not doing private clients, but at the top of my priority list is four inner circle clients. So look at your rosters, figure out what you have room for. Now my mastermind's open enrollment, which I love. That would be a whole nother episode to talk about open enrollment versus not open enrollment, but I've done both. I have a mastermind going right now that ends at the end of November that is um, not open enrollment, that opens and closes. But I've got to say, I've really, really loved having an open enrollment mastermind and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I like having the, I like having multiple ways people can work with me high ticket that don't, the enrollment periods for high ticket just like isn't really my thing anymore. I just don't like it. I don't like it much. Unless it's a very, very small or a very like fun, off the cuff, limited time container. So um, perfect. Now I know my high ticket focus is for women in the inner circle. I know I can do the math on if they paid in full, what that would look, what that could bring in. If they all did the payment plan, what that, that could bring in. I also could look at my averages. So it's normally 50-50, 50% of women do payment plan, 50% of women do pay in full for the inner circle. So I could do the math there as well. I kind of know the range of what that can bring in. Now, I do not overthink that because as soon as you start getting obsessed with, they have to pay in full, they have to pay in payment plan, I have to do this to my goal. What if they don't pay in full? Like you're strangling the universe and you are gripping too tightly to your goal. You need to just allow people to come through and trust it'll all work together. The next thing I do is look at low end. So right now, um, or let's back up. All of this year, I moved into monthly launches. So I would do a one to two week course launch every month. I was liking that. I was liking showing up live. Um, It is exhausting in some ways. It's also easier in some ways than having a funnel or doing quarterly big launches. There's pros and cons to everything. So earlier this year, what I would have done was I would look at my calendar and I'd figure out what one to two weeks or 10 days or something in between would work best for my course launch and what course I was going to sell. I had four courses that I cycled in between. It made it really easy, very minimal thinking. The thing that most of my thought went into was what days are going to work for the launch. What days do I have the lease going on? Um, Now we have an evergreen funnel running, actually two. So What I would do in this case isn't really look at when we're launching it because it's a funnel and it's automated and it's evergreen, but I would look at where are conversion rates um, and and how many people do I need to get into the funnel to make the sales that I want, right? And then how much is that going to cost in ads? Like I would look at all of this so I can make a really good plan of how to hit my goal with the funnel, okay? So... And here's the other thing is the way I would set the goal for how many people I wanted in my course launch would not even be, or even for the funnel based on, okay, well, I could do four in the inner circle, which means that would bring in this much money. 
and I need this much more to hit my income goal, so I'll go for this. That's not how I set my goals, and that's something I learned. We're doing all the shout outs today from Amanda Francis. She has been telling me this for years. I've worked with her on and off since 2017, um, privately in a, in a high-end mastermind. And she's been telling me for years, and it's one of those things that just doesn't click until it clicks, that you need to, like, don't try to make your launches and your enrollment goals match your money goal. You just have your money goal and you hold on to that money goal and then you sell the things that you desire to sell and they will add up because you're a match for the money, not because you've made the goals match the money goal. I know it did not make sense to me for years because I'm like, logically, that's not how it works though, Amanda. (laughs) But Trust me, when I finally just gave it a shot and believed her and trusted her, she obviously knows what she's doing, I started hitting my income goals a lot more effortlessly because things added up perfectly and I didn't need to hold so tight to what's going to come in through what payment plan and how many course sales I'll get. I didn't need to strangle the universe to hit the goals. It just, it literally unfolded perfectly every time. So you're going to see, or you do see, I set the money goal. I look at what I have room for, high ticket. I look at my launch dates and I set the launch goal or the funnel goal, whatever low end thing you have going on. I literally base that off of growth. So kind of like I was saying, what Melanie taught me with income goals, I'll do that with my course goal where it's like, okay, on average, let's say I get 10 sales when I launch a course usually. Like that's kind of like what I can count on. All right, that'll be our baseline goal. My best launch has been 50 sales. So that'll be my middle goal. And something I've never, these are totally made up numbers, by the way. Something I've never done before is 65. So that'll be my big stretch goal. And then you allow it to flow in, okay? So that's how I do the goals. Now, once you get done with this part, what I do is I literally brain dump. I look at everything. Um, I literally go back through the list. So money goal. I brain dump every task that needs to be done for me to hit these goals Um, and anything else I can think of. It's just like this big monthly task brain dump to-do list. Um, And so anything that needs to get organized with money, anything that needs to get organized with the inner circle, anything that needs to happen with private coaching, anything that needs to happen for the launch. And then I literally cross anything off that list where I'm like, I'm kind of BSing myself, like it'd be nice to get that done, but it's not required to get done. I don't keep on my to-do list because I'm a busy mom with very limited energy in her third trimester. And I think everyone should work this way, especially if you're a woman, Um, because if you're a woman, you have um, cycles that you go through energetically, literally physically and energetically and with the moon and and with your um, menstrual cycle. And I mean, you got her another shout out. You've got to read the book Do Last by Kate Northrup. And she kind of talks about this in her own way as well. I cross anything off that's not doesn't actually have to get done. And then what's left, I move into Asana for my team and for me to have organized with dates and things like that. And that is how I plan my month <laughs> to hit my income goals, to know exactly what I'm enrolling for and when and have my tasks really organized and minimal. Um, whew, I didn't think we'd get all that out in 15 minutes, but we did. <laughs> I hope that you really enjoyed it, you guys. Uh, let me think if there's anything else I should say. The other thing that I do truly every month as well is I, I think about my self-care items. 
And especially as a mom, this is so important because it's so easy to skip out on. So I think about things like, you know, I try to get a pedicure every month. So can I schedule that in? I try now I'm in the third trimester. So I've been doing a monthly massage. It's funny. I used, I was doing monthly massages before pregnancy and then everything got crazy, but it's a priority right now to do a monthly massage. So I make sure that's scheduled in. It's a priority for me to go to the chiropractor once a week with this pregnancy. So I make sure I have that scheduled in. Um, I check, I just check in, you know, um, I'll order like how, how am I doing with my hair products? How am I doing with skin products? How am I like things that make me feel good. And I, I'll put that in, right? Um, gosh, what else? My cleaners. Um, the cleaners I have right now, it's a, a very small company and I, I just love them. And I have them coming like every three weeks, but I make sure that that's booked in. So once or twice a month, message her, get it booked in. That's just how she works her scheduling. You just kind of ask for when you want it. And I just think of anything, like what needs to get done that I can schedule in or outsource to Frankie. (laughs) So like his list right now, he's contacting things like someone to come service our generators, a landscaper to come look at some work, like things like that, that are going to feel really good to have done, but that, you know, he will be way better at managing. So Don't forget to look at your life and have standards in your life around self-care, getting things done, and to outsource these things as much as possible. Set aside time for yourself. Date nights. Like I'm just thinking of all the things that are really, really helpful. Date nights, um, maybe daily movement, whatever you need, right? I even do um, two two times a week. I set aside um, (laughs) like... I just call them goddess showers. So like, it's not that you only shower once or twice a week, but it's like once or twice a week, you do like, just like goddess showers where like you just do everything. And that's when I use like my best products and I wash my hair. I like, I double shampoo and I use this scrub and I I did it today, right? And shave my legs and all, all the things, you know, that just feel really good to do. And then I do my hair. So I'll curl it or I'll blow dry it or whatever I feel like doing, um, I'd like do extra time on my skincare. So it's just like taking that time, even just at home, having it um, scheduled in just so you prioritize it. Cause it's so easy. We do this all the time. We don't prioritize ourselves and we punish ourselves subconsciously if we're not hitting our goals or feeling productive or whatever. So anyway, I'll end it here. Make sure you schedule in things for your personal life as well. That'll make you feel good. Cool. Income, high end, low end, personal life get it all scheduled in and you guys have a freaking fantastic month. We have holiday season here. We've got baby number two on her way. I cannot wait to just announce her and share her with you hopefully very, very soon. But until then, I'll talk to you next week's episode. Bye guys. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.